Stories of new hunters aren't often told, but I'm here to tell you mine. This is a hunter's journey. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another episode of A Hunter's Journey. I'm your host, Will. Uh, welcome to all you new listeners. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, this podcast is about my journey um, through hunting um, and my, you know, gaining experience through my hunting, my hunting trips and outings and excursions and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's just. I started hunting when I was 20. Um, I'm 22 now. I just had my third season. I just got done with my third hunting season. Um, so I'm just taking you guys along with me and finding out what works, what doesn't work, um, and just you know sharing my experience with you so that if I make a mistake, then maybe you won't make that same mistake. So that's kind of what this podcast is about, and it's also about you know other things within the hunting world and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I wanted to touch on a few things before we get into what we're talking about here. Um, so to start off, uh, the website that I talked about last week will be done by the end of this week, I think. I'm making um, a few minor changes to the finalized version, and I think I'll be done by the end of this week. So Friday, let's see, it'll be Friday, October 28th is when that'll be done, um, or Saturday, Sunday, it should be up by the next podcast. If anything changes, I'll let you guys know. Um, but I'm really excited about this website. I think it's going to be like a big, big boost for me. And I think it'll be, I think it'll be really cool. Um, so almost done putting a few finishing touches on it onto the finalized version. And I think it looks really great. And I think you guys are going to be pretty excited about it um it's just for now it's just going to be links to social media and links to the podcast and um also like articles and stuff i've written about different topics and um also like research papers i've, I've had to write for uh my time in college and so i'm going to be sharing all of that stuff with you guys um, so make sure to make sure to look out for that next week sometime, um, and I think I think you'll be pretty stoked about it. Um, so the topic, jumping right in, the topic that I'm going to talk about today is weather changes, and I actually got this idea from my girlfriend. So shout out to her, thanks Mackenzie, I appreciate it, I love you, babe. Um, um, and I was having trouble figuring out what to talk about this week and so I, I was just texting her and I was like hey I'm not you know I have no idea what to talk about this week you know I've been thinking about it for the last week and I'm not sure what I want to talk about and she's like we'll talk about the weather changing um, and I'm like oh that's a really good idea because it gets the deer moving and everything like that and so thanks babe appreciate I appreciate the idea and the inspiration for this episode you're awesome um so anyway and I don't know why I didn't think about it sooner you know because um, we actually just got some snow here in, in Utah. Um, we had our first winter storm pass through. We had some, uh, sorry, I'm just looking at my window. Just looking at the sky, there's still a bunch of gray clouds in the area. We're supposed to get rain for the rest of the day, but we got some snow up in the mountains. It was raining all day yesterday and most of the morning this morning. Um, it snowed a little bit overnight up in the mountains. Our ski resort's got about a foot of snow. Um, 
and so I just want to talk about you know the fall weather and how that affects kind of the the hunting and the deer movements and patterns and everything and and just like what I know about it I don't think it's going to be too in-depth because I don't know a whole lot still I'm still learning about movements and all that kind of stuff um, but this is what I know so far and if I get anything wrong you know feel free to <coughs> excuse me feel free to reach out and, and through email or over Instagram and just say hey you know this is actually what this is and not what you said and everything like that so if I if I get something wrong just let me know um, so we had a storm system that I believe came from Alaska move down into Utah here and bring really cold weather like looking back at the last week I think it was still in the 70s and low 80s and then all of a sudden this weekend like it's it's 42 degrees right now or 41 degrees right now so we had a 30 almost 40 degree temperature drop in 48 hours so you know the fishing and everything that's a whole nother you know, barometric pressure drop and everything that's all that's a whole nother system the fish feel it in the water and all this kinds of stuff and um so with if you're if you fish then you probably have heard about barometric pressure and all that kind of stuff but it's it's different with deer because they don't sense like the barometric pressure i guess maybe they do um but not in the same way that fish do um, they can sense when there's like a storm coming and everything same way that we can sense it you know the wind starts blowing really hard clouds start moving in the weather starts getting a little colder the wind gets a little colder um, and so what the deer are going to do is during the hot during the hot days like days of summer they're gonna be up really high they're gonna be bedding down during the middle of the day in an area that has a lot of shade and it's really cool for them they're just gonna be bedded down and hanging out all day long and then in the early mornings and in the late evenings when the sun's going down it starts to cool off a little bit they're going to be up feeding as much as they can before you know the sun goes down and they can't really see much anymore um and then if there's a if there's a full moon or a large moon then then they're going to be able to be feeding all night long um so with the deer hunt that i did just a few weeks ago the moon was was pretty pretty full and pretty uh, pretty gorgeous actually. It was really clear, big full moon. It was like it was freaking bright out um, at, in the middle of the night. Like I would get up and go to the bathroom and and I mean it was like somebody turned on a, a light outside because there was just so much. It was just so bright, so the animals were able to be up and feeding, and that's why we probably didn't see a whole lot during the middle of the day, is because they were just bedding down, chilling, and hanging out, because it was still fairly warm in the middle of the day. Um, and then when we came to the elk hunt, um, it was pretty much the same way, because it was only a week and a half later. The moon was still about a half moon, so it wasn't like as bright, but it was still pretty bright. Um, so. Uh, so I, it's hard to say with like a half moon because there's like, if it's bright enough and there's no clouds, then they could be out feeding, and stuff, um, or they could be just sleeping at night. Like it, I feel like with a half moon, it, it gets really not complicated, but it, it gets um, 
not as predictable. Um, but it was also very hot for the elk hunt. Like last year we got snowed on. Like we had this weather, it was 42 degrees out. And last weekend or weekend before last, it was 75 degrees out in the mountains. Or maybe actually it was more like 68 or 65. So, but still it was very warm for that time of year. It was unseasonably warm for up there. So um, the elk just weren't moving and not, a, I mean, nobody saw hardly any elk that we were aware of. So, um, so yeah. Um, so with the warm weather, the animals aren't going to be moving as much during the middle of the day. They're going to be moving around at night. And if you have a full moon and they're going to be out pretty much all night long feeding, and um, if you have colder weather, that's what we're going to jump into right now is colder weather. Uh, so cold weather gets animals up and moving because it's too cold for them to just sit around and do nothing. They have to be up walking and feeding and, and generating body heat to, to be able to stay warm. Um, <clears throat> so uh, just quick side note, I apologize. I believe I am a little sick. Um, I'm not sure quite sure where I got it from, but I've been kind of stuffed up and, and that kind of stuff for the last few days, so I apologize for my, my voice and how I sound in, in, uh, in, uh, in advance, but I guess right in the middle. Um, so yeah, I apologize, apologize for that. Um, so, uh, anyway, where, where was I? So when it's cold, the animals are going to be up, they're going to be moving, they're going to be feeding, um, and they're also going to come down from those higher elevations. So if you find animals in the summertime, let's say at 10,000 feet or whatever, and then, you know, the cold hits, they're going to be moving down to probably, you know, 8,000 feet or somewhere in there. They're just going to be moving down. So if, if you don't find any animals up high, work your way down. And if you can find them down, then then that's where they're going to be. Like where you can find them down low is, is probably where the majority of them are going to be concentrated. Um, so, and I can, I actually have an example of that um, from last year when I was deer hunting. I climbed probably a few hundred feet in elevation. Um, and it was, it was pretty cold, but it, it wasn't terrible like it is right now. It was, it was your typical high 50s degree weather during the middle of the day and like high 30s at night so it wasn't terrible but I climbed to the top of this one ridge line and on my way up I saw no animals no tracks nothing and then on my on my way down still nothing I mean I went all the way up to the top I think I was at like 10,000 feet maybe um, and nothing so then I go back to camp around midday to kind of regroup and man where should I go and then I decide, well, I'll just go down below camp here on, on this slope. Because we were kind of camped on kind of like a bench, I guess. Not not really a bench bench, but like a like kind of like a, a flat part on the slope of a mountain, if that makes any sort of sense. Um, so I went, I went down below. I didn't drop in elevation too much, but it was... It was way lower than, than that, that peak or ridge top that I climbed up to in the morning. And I was walking down there, and within 10 minutes of me walking down there, I see two does. And then that's where I ended up seeing my 52 does and fawns all last year. Um, like, it was just all below our camp. So they were down 
in the low areas and then I walk down even even lower and I mean there's tracks and everything all over the place so if um, so if you can't find them up high go down low um, chances are there's animals there um, if you can't find them up high then then check down low too it won't hurt you're not leaving animals to find animals you're leaving nothing to find animals so if you can't find them up high look down low um, so they're gonna be moving down however I mean it, it varies depending on terrain and climate and and all that kind of good stuff and, and weather conditions for that area like if you go out in the desert you're gonna find bucks that don't move down as much in the winter time compared to bucks that are in high alpine areas that see a lot of snow so it, it just all depends on the climate and the the area that the the habitat that the bucks or, or the the elk or whatever animal you're hunting um, it's going to depend where they're living um, so when that first like if you can get a weekend during your hunting where it's going to be cold rain and cold snow like that's going to get the, the animals up and moving so maybe not necessarily while it's raining um, but if it's just a light snowfall and it's cold, then they'll probably be moving during the snowfall. But if it's raining, they might be bedded down and, and trying to, trying to stay dry as dry as possible. Um, so generally after like the day after, excuse me, the cold weather comes through, that's going to be the best time to find those animals because they're going to be up and moving during the day because it was cloudy at night so no full moon they couldn't feed it was raining they couldn't they didn't want to feed and it was you know snowing so they didn't want to feed either or they're just moving down during the snow so pretty much the day after to the the few days after that cold snap is when you're going to find them down lower and when you're going to find them eating and feeding during the day and not being bedded down as much because if it if that cold weather comes in and has a cold snap and then it stays cold that's going to be winter for them i mean it's like oh winter's here let's feed and feed and feed and and get this fat on us and all this other stuff and um, get ready for the winter get our winter coats on and so they're just going to be up feeding as much as possible so if you can find an area with with good vegetation and, and good food for them then i would maybe hang out you know 25 or 30 50 yards even um, from that area or if you have a good glassing point to that area that's 150 yards away or so then I would head up there and just wait and I'm sure something will feed out and if it doesn't look for the next spot that has some or hang out in that spot for a couple days look or look for the next spot that has some good vegetation too is what I was going to say um, but the the point is is that when you're looking for animals when that first cold snap hits you're if you have the luxury of, of looking around a large area of public land like if you don't see some here go to the next spot like just keep moving until you can find some animals because they're going to be up and moving so chances are you'll run into them even if you just even if you end up spooking some like you know that they're there and maybe look and check and see what they're feeding on and what kind of habitat they're in and what kind of foliage is in the area and you might be able to figure out a pattern um, so that's 
winter, like when when a storm comes onto a hunting season, that's one of like the best things. And you're gonna get a lot of people out there who just like the fair weather hunting, who don't have to deal with the rain and the snow. And those are gonna be the people who don't who aren't able to get an animal. And they're gonna be like, Well, there's no deer here anymore, or there's no animals here anymore, there's no elk, there's nothing. And it's like they're here. You're just targeting them at the wrong time. Like you need to be out during the storm and right after the storm when the weather is still a little crappy and there's still some chance for some rain or some snow. You need to target those animals after that that initial uh, wave of, of weather has come through. Even if there's weather that's coming after it. As, as soon as that first wave is done, they've been shocked. They've been like, oh, shit. Winter's coming, and we don't have a whole lot of fat up yet. Because if, if it's 75 or 80 degrees still, or 65 to 70, like they're, oh, yeah, it's, it's still close to summer, and we still have a long time. You know, it's still warm for them. So they're not worrying about that fat yet. But then that first cold snap... And like that, the switch turns on and they're like, oh shit, we need to feed. And so they'll they'll start feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding. And so if you can if you can be out after that cold snap or just right at the tail end of it, maybe if it's the last day that's supposed to rain or snow, maybe that last day of the storm, then that, that would be a, a good time to get out because that's when they're going to be up and feeding and that's when they're going to be moving down into their winter ranges to find the food that's still alive and hasn't frozen yet and so if you can catch them coming down and feeding you're going to be fine um so and that that's pretty much all i know about movements um you can get really technical and really scientific um I mean, you can get predictable. You can you can predict where they're gonna be, when, and you know all those kinds of stuff. If if you're good at it and you know it, I don't. So I'm still, excuse me, I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out. So that, yeah. So I'm I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out, and so but that's what I know. And as I learn more, I'll probably discuss it again in the future as I as I learn more and. Um, yeah, so, but I think, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to have for this episode. I mean, not a, not a whole lot of information. It's pretty simple. The general understanding of it is pretty simple, is if it's cold weather, the deer are going to be up and moving, they're not going to be sitting down. So if they're up and moving, you have to be up and moving. You have to be willing to put in the miles to be able to find those animals that are up and moving during the day. Because um, if they're not here, they're somewhere else. Check somewhere where maybe the temperature even goes up by two degrees. Like if you can drop down the mountain a few hundred feet in elevation, then there will be a pretty big temperature change. And if you can find an area that isn't, you know, it, instead of 38 degrees, it's, it's 40 degrees or 41 or 42 degrees. Like if you can find those areas where the temperature changes and it gets warmer, then you'll find animals. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. If you have any questions about certain things, feel free to DM me on Instagram. 
either on my personal account at will underscore phelps underscore 99 or on the a hunter's journey podcast instagram account or email me at a hunter's journey podcast at gmail.com um, again thank you all for listening to this episode if you got this far i appreciate it just know that i i appreciate it more than than anything um and stay tuned for that website that's coming out next week and until then make sure to stay safe while you're out in the woods and respect your fellow hunters and anglers see you on the next one thanks everyone